Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nottingham Playcast. The podcast is about to begin. Please take your seats. Hello and welcome to episode six of Nottingham Playcast. I'm Elaine. And I'm Derek. Keep listening to this edition for an interview with Beth Schuller, who has put together an extraordinary festival of work by new and emerging artists called Amplify 18. But first we hear from Denise Black, star of Coronation Street and Queer as Folk, who's starring in Kinder Transport, which is running at the Playhouse this October. So I am here at the Kinder Transport uh, rehearsals today with Denise Black. How are you today, Denise? I'm very good, and I believe Strictly Come Dancing are also rehearsing here, by the way. Oh, yes, we're supposed to keep that hush-hush. Oh, hush-hush, sorry, I didn't mention it. (laughs) Fantastic. So how is the day of rehearsals going today? So the way Fiona works is we read, then we went through and we were allowed to say beep any time that anybody wanted to ask a question or raise something or, or... so that's sort of like you're starting to dig it out, what's in there. What do we know? Oh, yeah, that was a really good exercise that Fiona gave us before we did that second one. She gave us a picture, and she asked us all to go into little groups and say what we could see. Not what we thought we could see, what we could see. And so that was like the tone for going through the script again and what's there, what can you see, what, what has Diane Samuels given you. And then um, after that second go-through, she had us up on our feet, which I really like. That means only two days around the table. And now you're, you can always stop and you can always talk. Fiona's very, very open about that. But uh, uh, we've been up on our feet ever since. So where we are at at the moment is I think we've got the whole play up on its feet, which is quite extraordinary. We're only on the Tuesday of the second week and we are now working each time we go through in greater detail. Uh, So we're in Act 1 at the moment, just coming to the big moment before the interval and um, also in the very painful place where you're getting it off the page. The dreadful bit that every actor hates. (laughs) I've been here all day and it doesn't seem that bad to me. You all seem much further along than you're letting up. The whole thing about acting is you don't know what you're doing. It's it's like feeling your way. So in rehearsals, you feel very, very uncomfortable. Often, you trip yourself up sometimes. Uh, you feel like you make a monkey out of yourself sometimes because you've got to try. And so, of course, I think the trick of acting is that you have to work out You have to know your characters so well, so you've worked out what they're thinking. And then if you've got the thoughts in order, the the words come out of the train of thought, if you like, and you need that inner monologue. And until you've got that all in place, it feels phony. Um, Because you're saying the line, it's really weird. If you you concentrate on what you're thinking when you speak, it's kind of like you're thinking aloud. I'm doing it now. And then uh, I used to worry about why I felt so at sea in rehearsals. I love rehearsals. But um, a friend of mine, a, a very fine actress, said she thought that it was best to look at rehearsals as trying on lots and lots and lots of different costumes. And then the first time you go out in front of an audience, you go out naked and they tell you which one they want you to wear. And there is a real truth to that. So we've got to try it lots of different ways. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, it's a really good way of looking at it. Ralph Richardson had a good way of looking at it. He said it's layers of an onion. 
So the centre of the onion, you believe that what is happening is true and happening now and for the first time as it unfolds. And then the outermost layer is you looking at the whole event, what kind of weather it was, people arriving, the state in the theatre, whether somebody's leaving, and, and being able to move freely from that nugget of truth which you hold on to to the outer skin which of course needs you know if you need to raise your voice or if you've got somebody talking in the audience or if part of the set has fallen down or your fellow actors forgotten to come on (laughs) god forbid so we are in week two of rehearsals and you're working with this amazing cast it's mainly women in this cast isn't it Tell me about what it's been like working with them and you've got Patrick all on his own. I've had a little run of working for women directors and I'm here to say that I've had some of the most exciting directing recently. I've also been lucky enough to experience women heavy casts. It's very unusual. But um, women writers especially often try and redress the balance because believe me, the imbalance is huge. It creates a very different vibe very supportive environment we've got all the different generations each bringing something new Uh, more and more often I'm the elder in the company and I of course have a dad who is still with us but who fought in the war so I was able to run back to him at the weekend and say what was when you were growing up how did people feel about you and he's able to tell me or you know he told me which was by the way Even in England, shockingly enough, he's born 23. He said he was always aware, always aware. And uh, that's shocking to me. And then he told me, like, the break of war was September the 3rd, 39, until a certain point in uh, 1940. They called it the Silly War because not much actually happened. It was kind of Dunkirk where the wake-up call, I think, was. Anyway, so, so what's it like in the room? It's exciting because it's a good play. That is the blueprint. It is the the story that you get. We've got to find all the light that we can because obviously we are dealing with kinder transport, mm-hmm. therefore the Holocaust, and that is terribly tricky terrain. We had a lot of tears here, and I think that's right. You know, how could you possibly talk about it at all? At the same time, we had the extraordinary experience of going to the local synagogue and being welcomed by a really large group. And um, they collected together, including some kinder transport um, people, Eve uh, Ledbeater, is that her name, who who came in and told us her story, um, the husband of a woman who couldn't come, she too was kinder transport, the son of somebody who was in kinder transport. So getting real stories, making it very real, and then coming back to the rehearsal room, this is not a history lesson. That is not what this is about. This is about the human condition and an awful lot about mothers and daughters. So do you think the links that you have family-wise to this war, do you think that's what brought you to this play? Do you think that's part of the reason that you wanted to be part of it? Uh, They didn't know when they cast me how passionately I feel about this subject. My children are part Jewish. My husband is part Jewish. I am not. I'm married into that. And I'm very, very proud very proud. My father-in-law has become a celebrity in his 90s and now goes to Vienna and talks a great deal. Uh, so I've been over as well. Yeah, I think it's just... We've lived in peace for so long and yet here we are in a very dangerous yeah. time in the world and it's not a game, is it? 
I asked my dad, I said, did you know that we were going to go for, you know, when when were men drafted? Were women drafted? No, women weren't drafted. Well, blimey, women weren't drafted. You know, that's a, we wouldn't think like that now, would we? That all the boys had to go and all the women had to stay and all the women, of course, and had their vote that very long time and they ran the country. And then the men came, it's extraordinary, history's extraordinary. But again, I would say that any mother, any daughter or anybody in a family would recognise themselves amongst the characters of this play. And is that what you're looking forward to bringing to the stage? Because we're not far off now. You'll be back on the stage at Nottingham Playhouse. You've been before. What Tell us about being back on that stage telling this important story. Yesterday we went and sat on the, stood on the stage and, and um, as our big theatre. So, so keeping the microscopic truth as if you were filming, but at the same time reaching the back of the hall and uniting the room. That's what you want to do. Last time I was here, it was the woman who cooked her husband. You wanted to unite in laughs. This time, I think you want to unite hearts. We'll pull out all the laughs, trust me. Underneath flight, I'll do my very best because the way to somebody's heart, of course, is to open it and humour is a great way. But at the end of the day, this is tragedy, I suppose. Well, it's, it's, it's drama and it's, it's red meat drama. So bring your hanky, folks. I'm not saying it's easy, but I think it's enriching. Very excited to see the whole cast on the stage. The scenes that I've seen today with some of the younger cast and yourself are really amazing. There's so much emotion in those scenes. What's it like working with those different generations? Ellen is our youngest, and she plays my granddaughter, so she calls me Gran. I have some problems with that. And uh, she's very beautiful and looks like Ali McGraw. I have some problems with that as well. (laughs) She is incredibly talented. I'm not going to be facetious anymore. That's exciting. You know, young people come with so much energy. Then you've got the extraordinary Jenny Walsher, who is playing the young version of the lady who comes over on Kinder Transport. So she's got, and I have quite a few scenes with her, and her eyes, oh my goodness, her eyes, you look into them, there's a whole world in there. She's just a wee one and very new on the scene, and uh, um, we'll watch these young talents with pride and say we work with them then um you've got becky d'souza rebecca has worked here at the playhouse before she has so much feeling inside her she's just a force to be reckoned with she plays helga the mother of mm-hmm. the kinder transport and these are impossible situations to get our head round. so you're waving your child off goodbye because hitler's just about to declare war you don't you've already been I mean if you're German it starts in 33 and we're in 39 so six years of I mean just unbelievable dominion loss of civil rights loss of freedom couldn't work couldn't this couldn't that really the 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 it's kind of like hell on earth I think is what it feels like to go back there and Becky of all of us she 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 really has a lot to take on board and she is so brave with it and just delightful. Kate is a spitfire, absolutely sensationally well cast as Evelyn. And I can't see myself. I'm just a dodgy old slapper doing my best. No one's saying that. <laughs> no one's saying that. It's an amazing cast. 
And yeah. it's going to be an amazing story. Oh, we've undersold Patrick, haven't we? We have. We haven't covered Patrick Patrick, at I all am really sorry. He's all the men. Yes. He's all the men. I don't want to spoil for you. He's got quite a few characters. I think that the element that he adds, will that, that's really part of the storytelling. But there's a little bit... I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but I have a feeling that there's a little bit of a myth mm-hmm. sense to it. So, um, some of the images that I've seen floating around for inspiration are quite the, that German, what do they call it, expressionist. Yes. Uh, my favourite, my favourite, you know, those black and whites. I, I, and he's going to be very much part of that which is hard to think that such a nice guy is going to scare us all and make us want to run I out. But I think it. he can do it. I think he can do it. Thanks so much for talking to us, Denise. And we're looking forward to seeing you on our stage. Can't wait. Thanks for having us. That was Denise Black talking about kinder transport to our digital producer, Fraser Youngson. And keep listening because Fraser's in action again in a moment. Here he is talking to Beth Schuler about Amplify 18. I am joined today by our Artist Development Coordinator, Beth Schuler, and she's going to talk us through the Amplify Festival. How are you doing today, Beth? I'm really good, thanks. I'm up to my neck in Final Festival admin, but, you know, it's, it's looking really good. We're on, on top of things. Tell us about where this has come from and what people can expect. Well, um, lots of artist development programmes do a festival. Um, and at Nottingham Playhouse, before we started Amplify, when I wasn't here, um, Gareth Morgan, who's an associate artist here, set up an amazing event called Playground Festival, which ran for a week last year and showcased uh, local artists' work. And um, I wasn't able to make it, actually, but I heard incredible things about it and just the amazing work he did on that, um, which is brilliant. And then this year we are doing the Amplify Festival. So this is our first festival as Amplify, so it's slightly different in format. Uh, from what Gareth did but um, it's a really exciting thing to, to grow and develop and to find a platform it's important to find a platform for artists to bring fully realised and work in progress work and put it in front of an audience Fantastic so now you're going to talk us through from day one of the festival right through to the Saturday I am and I hope you're going to be really impressed how much I can remember off the top of my head because <laughs> there's a lot of work to see <laughs> a lot of cool shows So we'll start with day one Great here we go So we open the festival on Tuesday and it's a parent-friendly day. So the very first event we're doing, which Stephanie, our chief exec, is doing, she's running a listening event uh, for parents in performing arts. So that is, it can be, you don't have to be a parent to be there, but it's partly about having a discussion, facilitating a discussion around how do we as an industry get better at supporting parents um, who work in theatre. And we know like lots of my friends are parents, and it's really tough. The hours that you work are very long. They're not particularly friendly to bedtimes and school runs. Um, and part of that is um, it's a national initiative, and play- Nottingham Playhouse are part of it. We're a people venue. Um, is about giving space for parents who work in the arts and for other people who are interested in listening to their experiences and thinking about how to change the way they work to come together and have a discussion. There'll be a little crash area in the corner, so children are very welcome. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be a discussion and that's at 11 o'clock. And then that's followed by um, a play called Welcome by Hatstand Productions, um, which is Lillian Robin, who I met dramaturging a show there years ago in Nottingham. And they're both very heavily pregnant and they're doing their play is about pregnancy and about being mums-to-be for the first time and what does that look like and how do you navigate the world of parenting. In that show, you're very welcome to bring babies and toddlers into the space if they cry in the middle 
or need changing, that's absolutely fine. They they are wanting to make that performance really accessible to parents, absolutely. Um, so that's at one o'clock. And then in the evening on Tuesday, and again, I'm really excited about this, we have got uh, David uh, from Common, and that he set up an initiative to look at why there are so few working class artists uh, in the industry and it's again it's a it's an event it's a discussion based event that he's facilitating that we would encourage and invite anyone who's from a lower socioeconomic background to attend and you self identify whether you feel that you should be part of that but to come and uh, discuss and to listen and be heard um, to talk about the barriers that theatre makers face in the arts and it's you know it's there's been a lot of conversation about that nationally recently yeah really interesting yeah, and I think um, I'm hoping that quite a few of us from the, from Nottingham Press will be there to listen. Um, I'll certainly be there um, and to look at what we can do to make that easier and how we can do that. And I should just say, as an aside, we've just partnered with uh, Open Door, um, which is another a London initiative by another David, all the Davids, <laughs> um, which is about auditioning local young actors who wouldn't necessarily be able to afford to go to drama school. And I went to see their showcase last year in their pilot project, which was London-based, and it was incredible the it was extraordinarily good how good the young actors were in that and a shocking number have gone to have got into the top drama schools in fact something like a significant percentage of one of the major drama schools has just come from open door candidates and that's a real game changer for the industry yeah it's really um, good so we're running auditions here uh, quite soon for that and supporting them so i think we we know that nottingham that really matters in nottingham and the east midlands that's really important to us so I'm excited about that. So that's Tuesday. And then Wednesday is a very different kind of day. So we've got two performances in the evening. One of those is a double bill of two works in progress. And I should say it's work in progress. They're not scratch shows. They're very much nearly finished. Um, but sometimes certain types of work needs an audience to really find its feet. And so it's a double bill between uh, Maya Johnson, who's got her show Pink Lemonade, which I have seen a scratch version of a few months ago, and it's hilarious. And she's an extraordinary performer with a really interesting voice and um, says some fun things in that show. And then Lapel's Factory, who are Ollie and Owen, who we've had on the podcast before, yes, and they're doing their very new show, The Panic Broadcast, which is looking at uh, the news and the political state of the world at the moment. But I think it'll be really funny and controversial, and yeah. you never quite know what that work's going to do. So I'm really excited about that. So they're a double bill. Yeah, they mentioned uh, that when they're on the podcast as well. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, it's really going to be great to see that here. Yeah, and then there'll be about a 30-minute break, and we'll have a second... A show which is Soetry by um, uh, it's a poet musical duo uh, who are called Soetic Journey and uh, Panya who is the writer of that I, I've met her and seen some of her work and she's an extraordinary poet with a really interesting and lyrical voice and insight into things so I think that's going to be a really gorgeous show so then on Thursday whole different whole different kettle of fish so on Thursday Ben Norris is doing his show The Distance Ben is a really interesting poet, writer and actor theatre maker um, he has previously won the BBC Grand Slam Poetry Competition. Um, he's been supported making this show by the Roundhouse and Yard Theatre. Um, I saw a whole version of this a couple of months ago. Really interesting. I went to the Roundhouse to see it. And he's completely rewritten the show and is doing an entirely new version of it. But he's looking at runners and young athletes in sport and the kind of world that they exist in, what that does to a young person when their brain is developing and when they're having to compete at a national international level and the kind of culture that exists around that. And um, and then he's looking at that in performance. Um, I'm pretty sure that both the performers, both them were professional runners, um, do the entire show running on treadmills. Wow! Um, it's quite extraordinary to watch. And that's going to be BSL interpreted. And then after that, and um, that finishes at eight o'clock. Um, 
I'm, we're going to just be in the bar for people who want to come and have a drink and chat about their art, their work, what they make, um, so come and have a conversation about who you are. If we've not met, I'd like to meet you. That's great, get all the artists together. Absolutely. Have a chat. Yeah, right in the middle of this fest, it's bang in the middle, let's have a drink, let's talk about uh, theatre, theatre making in this region, the barriers, the things we're enjoying who we know, who we don't know. Um, that's not a bookable event. That's just an invitation, an open <laughs> invitation. Come and have a drink um, and come and say hi. Sounds great. And then we come to Friday. Friday is lovely. So in the afternoon, we've got two workshops. We have got a workshop with the Arts Council England, which is looking at how to fill in uh, project grants applications. So anyone who's had to write a project grant application for Arts Council England knows what a headache they are to write. Yeah. Um, I'm dead honest, I cried buckets over writing mine for <laughs> I Dare You. Um, it was the most stressful thing I ever did. But Claire Simpson, who is our Arts Council Relationship Manager, is an incredible human being, and she's coming to demystify how to write those things. And you can come and ask questions, um, and, yeah, she will just kind of explain how the Arts Council works, how the grant system works, how things are assessed, so that you sort of have much more insight as to what you're writing and why. So you're really useful for the local artists. Incredibly useful, because we're so dependent on small artists and Arts Council funding, and also just, you know, understanding that you can get money in kind by getting people to partner with your project and how to approach people, things like that. So when you write an Arts Council budget, it's not just what cash you've got attached to the project, but also, you know, has a venue offered you rehearsal space for free? Have they offered you some admin support? Has someone said they can read over your application? Can they? All of that is really important. Um, So I think it's a really crucial workshop to be at, particularly if you're looking at funding something. And then the other workshop we're running in the afternoon is The Gathering, which is for disabled artists. Um, And that is a place specifically uh, for disabled artists to come together. Um, It's a practical workshop with Ben Norris. Um, looking at theatre making and kind of roots into the industry, but also um, having a space that really allows people to come together and talk about some of the barriers that perhaps they're facing and looking at ways to kind of overcome those. And that's going to be the start of a much more long-term relationship, we hope, um, with an incredible bunch of artists that we're aware are emerging across the East Midlands, which is really exciting. So we've got two great shows on Friday evening. At seven o'clock, we've got No One Is Coming To Save You by Nathan Ellis. I'm really excited about this show. Um, it's like a poetic duologue about two young people who can't sleep. And it had a sellout run in London at the bunker and had amazing Edinburgh reviews last year. So I feel like that's going to be a really strong piece of new writing. I think he's a really exciting up-and-coming writer. And that's followed by The Bee Project which is a piece of physical theatre by Laura Ryder. And again, it's a show I've seen elsewhere in the region and it's just the most joyous bit of theatre you'll see. It is so joyful and there is so much glitter involved and mess. Um, I would imagine I will be helping clear that up at the end. <laughs> it's performed by Laura and Freya. They're both really exciting uh, young actors and it's just it's a, it's a really... Friday night, I think, it's going to be a really fun night out. And probably an evening that's probably aimed at a very slightly younger audience in a sort of more of a kind of definitely for under 30s kind of vibe that evening so on saturday we've got a whole range of really interesting performances lots of works in progress during the day and all sorts of spaces around the building we have got pepper and honey by the not now collective which kind of explores heritage um and history through baking and you get to uh, um, eat these amazing pepper biscuits which are delicious that sounds good to me that's the reason to come that's the reason to come isn't it there's food involved perfect (laughs) Um, we've got It's Not Them, It's You by a writer, poet called Kieran Hayes, um, which is a guide to loneliness. And I watched a little bit of uh, his work online and it's just so charming and funny and warm. I'm really excited to see that one. Ione Smallhorn, who is an amazing poet, is doing um, a very short scratch of, of her work called Running With The Moon. Um, again, she's an artist I have been keeping my eye on. I think she's really exciting and dynamic with a really specific voice and lots of things to say. So she's very interesting. 
um, great to watch. Then there's Ouija by Jack Perkins, and uh, he's looking at some interactive uh, material. Um, he's an artist I've heard a lot about nationally. Um, he's on the radar of various people, so I'm quite excited to see what he's working out with the audience through his kind of work in progress. And then there's All and the Rebel Girls from Time by Ruffin's Theatre, and there's a children's theatre show, and they're looking at significant girls from history um, and presenting them in a really fun way using live music. So we also have a one-to-one show, which goes throughout the day. You have to book in, and it's a very short little piece, um, with a Lincoln company called Sit With Us For A Moment And Remember. And again, I've heard amazing things about this from Edinburgh. But you get you get met and then you get taken to a location and you have this lovely moment with uh, performers which just you and them that's really um, special it's really intimate and special and beautiful and I think a lot of people find it really emotional I think and it's a very short piece um, but I think I think festivals are so great at allowing you to try out work like that that is that is really significant it's about that live encounter because that's when it's really different from other art forms is when you get that real liveness and you're not sure what's going to happen so that's really exciting Ollie Smith is doing uh, a durational piece of theatre um, which you can drop in drop out of it's for four hours and it's in the understudy and he has kept this is magical he has kept every single birthday card he has ever received his entire life oh, wow. and he spends the day rearranging them in different ways to tell different types of story about the way that we hoard material and the way that we understand memory but also the way that we choose to create our lives that's really different it's amazing um, he sent me photographs of previous incarnations of this show and because it's live and it depends on who's there and if no one's there he'll just keep doing it to himself yeah yeah I, again I'm quite I'm really looking forward to popping into that for half an hour and just seeing where it goes because yeah, um, really he's cool. a really extraordinary performer um, really compelling to watch and very in the moment it's again a completely different kind of experience uh, for an audience that's free you can just pop in and pop out whenever you feel like it throughout the day great so then we come to the three wonderful shows we've got in the evening so first of all we have uh, Jess Green in The Mystery of Thieves and she presents a self-help guide to being in love with Jeremy Corbyn which is possibly the best title of a show ever pretty great I know I mean it, it sells itself <laughs> um, that show she took to Edinburgh this year she won the BBC Grand Slam Poet competition this year she is in Serious demand nationally at the moment. Um, she's an incredible poet and performer and theatre maker. Um, I'm extraordinarily excited that we managed to pin her down for the festival. <laughs> but yeah, her work is meant to be phenomenal. And again, she's had loads of Edinburgh reviews and other national reviews that will tell you that she's extraordinary. Fantastic. Um, and then we have See Through by Claire Gaydon. And See Through, I think, is a really interesting exploration of online culture so Claire did a load of research around young people's aspirations about creating online identities and I saw a scratch version of this um, a few months ago at Derby Theatre and it really got under my skin in quite a weird way um, it's all it's, there's a load of digital projection and, and things it's, it's very funny it's quite disturbing um, lots to think about quite a challenging piece in the best possible way and again she's a really interesting uh, performer and maker so yeah, I'm excited about that one. And then the last one uh, is Wolf by Lewis Doherty. And Lewis is originally from Nottingham. Uh, this is a show that I saw in Edinburgh and he starts his show um, and it's a kind of one-man action movie. And it was brilliant. It was hilarious. It, I went and saw it on your recommendation. You did? I forgot I about that. my dear old mum. <laughs> and that is not the place for my mum, the underbelly. But, no. Uh, she <laughs> loved it. It's painfully cool in there. An amazing show and we were mm. both blown away. So it's going to be really exciting. It is. Uh, and it, it's just a really fun night out. It's a really great way to end the festival on a really fun show. He plays so many characters. He plays about 40 characters. I tried to count at one point and gave up. Yeah, it's um, very impressive. Did you have a favourite character in there? 
Uh, I don't want to give anything away because okay. there are so many. There's one man who uh, pushes a shopping trolley who I really enjoyed. <laughs> so maybe look out for him. <laughs> he uh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was one of my favourite bits. I think it's going to be a great way to finish off your festival. Thank you. I'm really... Yeah, I think we've got an amazing cohort of artists in the East Midlands that come from this region and I think it's a really great way to platform them and it's just wonderful fantastic and if people want to get tickets where do they need to go and how can they get involved so I should say there are ticket deals throughout the week we haven't done the whole festival we've done it by day so that you can come and there's discount if you buy two tickets or several tickets together in a bundle and we'd encourage you to come and see a variety of stuff and take a take a chance on something that you you don't know or that you've never considered because the best thing about festivals tickets aren't really expensive so you can see two or three things but yeah try some stuff out that you've never seen before there's stuff that I, I know what it is in the festival stuff that I can't wait to see it. I really can't. Fantastic. Thanks for your time today, Beth. Thanks. It's great to hear directly from Beth about the lineup she's put together from Amplify 18, which ranges from shows that come to us after winning acclaim on the Edinburgh Fringe to a whole galaxy of totally fresh work. It does. It sounds really, really good. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. The good news is that we're now on Spotify and you can listen to all of the previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher and, of course, Spotify and wherever else you might find a podcast. Back again very soon. Listen out for us next time. (laughs) 